0: Hey this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast.
1: Thanks for stopping by.
0: Hello and welcome to the 331st episode of the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Uh, sorry to you, Sandy, as well as our listeners, for missing last week. That was uh, that's my fault. We had a a, a somewhat impromptu trip to uh, the Chicago area once again for um, house purposes. Um, oh yeah. yeah. So I'm trying to recall the last bit of discussion that we had related to the house on the podcast, at least. So you're obviously a little bit more in the know. Then or at least a bit more up to date regarding detail. So I can't recall for sure what the last thing that I mentioned was on here. I believe that we had already made the offer on the house and that we were accepted as the uh, as that offer. Um, But nevertheless, I'll just kind of super quickly give a recap of that if I didn't. Um, So the there was a house that Lane and I really liked on our first trip. We made an offer. And, uh, so they hadn't, they had an offer that fell through. So it gave us the opportunity to put an offer in when we did, we matched their number from the previous offer. However, they wanted us to put more money down because they were afraid that the deal would fall through. They basically were scared that we weren't serious enough, I guess. And they didn't want to have, um, you know, they didn't want to have multiple deals, like accept multiple deals and have people back out of them late, you know, later on, just slow down the process. So... Um, understandable, but super disappointing because basically we gave them everything that they wanted in terms of a cash price, um, or not a cash price, in terms of like the, the asking price and they chose to turn it down. So Lane and I did a lot of, um, searching just virtually, and we ended up finding a house that was the same model as the house that we first gave an offer in on. Um, now this was quote price to sell. So, um, our realtor is basically like, What does that mean? Yeah. I I, I hate this stuff, right? So, our understanding is in this type of market, in in a seller's market, something being priced to sell is basically a home that, um, is priced in a way that effectively is under market price. Now, when I've Googled price to sell, I didn't see it described in this type of um, phrasing or this terminology, but my my understanding or interpretation is that basically they will list a house below what they expect to sell it at. And the, the whole point is to really <clears throat> draw up interest from prospective buyers. So that prospective buyers will basically come in be like oh you know super interested at that list price they're aware that they'll probably have to offer a little bit more and it just gives the it gives the seller an opportunity to have more buyers and potentially um find themselves in a bidding war for their house now if it's not gonna be a bidding war what they what they basically asked us to do was give us your best offer and we found this a lot with homes um lately maybe not lately because this is our first time doing it but this was our experience there are a lot of homes where the sellers were basically very confident that they were going to get a lot of offers very early on. That's that's what happened with us. This house this house went on the market. We had our realtor literally do a visit. A, she did a tour that same day, and then um, we okay. put an offer in like two days later. And they accepted that offer the following day. So the house was only on the market for about three days before they accepted an offer. And what they do is they ask you to give your best and final offer. So they don't they don't really give you the opportunity to it's not really an auction because they don't give you they don't give you an opportunity to come back and say, Hey, we got this like you know not not like we got this number from somebody else, but like, hey, would do you have the ability to offer any more because we're inclined to go with somebody else like right like it's it's just tell us your best number or um and if if we don't like it then you're out and so that's what the, that's what we did we gave him we gave him an offer that was more than list which is annoying because it's difficult to know if you've offered too much right um so that the offer was accepted and we um we got an inspection date <laughs> and that inspection date was um last friday so we flew out on thursday night so this is on the uh the the 17th we flew out there that evening the company was able like we were able to like scramble together this trip i think on like it was i think it was on tuesday that we were able to get the details together for this trip so because lane and i paid for our first trip we were still able to get that trip paid for or another trip paid for by the company um, including, you know, airfare, right. hotels, uh, rental car, you know, the works. So we um, we were able to do this. Um, we, got a t- we got a ticket for Gordon, so he got a seat on the plane, too. Uh, so we were able to, like, bring his car seat nice. so he could sit in the plane. And the idea was that he would hopefully be a little bit more comfortable and more inclined to sleep because it was going to be a night flight. Um, not like a late-night flight, but a night flight, nevertheless. Um, flight was fine-ish, I guess. You know, Gordon was not very happy on the flight, but, you know, what, 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 do I expect really? Um, uh, of course um, not. We arrived, got our car, took, the whole thing took so long. I'm not even gonna lie. Like the whole, we landed, let's say we landed at 9 p.m. We didn't get to the rental car place till like 10:30 p.m. Like all this takes, it takes so long to travel with a baby. It's not, it's not even funny. Um. Like we had to, we waited for everybody to get off the plane before us because it was just going to take too long to like get his car seat together, our carry-on luggage, his stuff. Like you know, Lane is carrying him on a little car seat carrier. It's just too, way, way, way too much stuff. So, um, it like everything's just super delayed. So, get to the hotel. Hotel's great. We stayed at a, a Sinesta Inn. Um, I think I believe it was a former residence inn. Actually, like there was still a sign in the uh, the in the elevator that said residence inn. Um, which was my parents' favorite hotel. Um, so, the next day, which was Friday, um, was the inspection. So this was actually our first time in the house, which is kind of crazy that like the whole thing happened so fast that you have to make offers oh, yeah. uh, virtually before you even have the chance to visit the place. Like, you're 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 effectively sore out of luck if you're not doing a local move because any time any opportunity that you have to make an offer in on a place has to be like you have to just be lucky enough to be visiting that location at that specific time like that was we're lucky that we had seen this model type with this um the model home before because you know that was the, the the type of house that we liked the most on the previous trip right like it was just a coincidence that this came about but because we were familiar with the with the style of the home with the layout of the home it was just like a no-brainer um now there were a couple of differences. There were a few differences really between this house and the other house. Um, in particular, this house is a little bit more updated, which we like. Um, however, that other house had a proper in-law suite. They'd basically taken out. Uh, probably it was probably the way. Probably this way when they built the house. But basically, there was a section of the garage. They basically built out like four and a half feet into the garage, which was directly adjacent to an office, and uh, they built a full bathroom and a closet into that, into that um, office space. So it was actually like a full on en suite, um, which is like just detached from the laundry oh, wow. room and the, in the ki- in the, uh, the kitchen. So it was like a perfect space for my mother-in-law to stay and any other guests to stay. Like, you know, this it's the attached ba- uh, bedroom or sorry, the attached sure. bathroom um, for whoever is there to stay for, you know, for however long it was, it was just perfect. It's detached. Like, you know, you don't share a bathroom with Gordon. Um, it's detached from the, the rest of the home. So, you know, it's not you're not going to really be disturbed by other people, you know. Uh, the The family room is kind of across the you know behind the kitchen, so you just it, it's just a great location. And this house, the one that we the one the one that's uh, that we've uh, had our offer accepted on, does not have that. So the the garage is just four and a half feet deeper, um, but you don't get that that uh, bedroom or sorry that bathroom closet with that attached office. So. Or attached to that office, so that area is really like you know it's a bedroom with no storage space, or it's an office. <clears throat> so, okay. um, but otherwise the house is great, man. Like the inspection went well; there were very very few problems. Um, the couple of problems that there that that there um that do exist are pretty minor. Like there's one thing like the the front door, right? It it isn't completely aligned with the latch, with the door latch. So when we had tried to enter the home, our realtor actually had problems. She had a problem um, unlocking the deadbolt because the door was like, you had to lift the door a little bit to make it align properly. Now they were trying to say, Oh, maybe it's because it rained the night before. I was like, well, I mean, it's, it, it rains in general. I, it's not like I don't want that to be fixed. Right. But, um, it rains. yeah, like they were like, Oh, oh you know, different, you know, like our current place, right? Um, like where we our townhouse, the front door, it um, you have to like give it an extra push to make it properly align with the uh, the deadbolt. Like there's like an extra click that you end up getting one when, when you close the door. And it's far easier to establish that click to make sure that the dead ball aligns properly in the summertime. In the wintertime, I guess, like what did they say? The, uh, the wood compresses a bit in the in the wintertime, so it becomes a little bit harder to close the door. So you really got to put your, your shoulder or your, your hip into the door. And so like when I close the door, I kind of just like bump my butt into it to make sure it gets that extra click so that it's super easy to lock because otherwise you, ha- you got to like push the door to, uh, to um, latch the deadbolt or when you're opening the door you gotta pull the door towards you as you use your key I actually once had my key break off in the door um, as I was trying to unlock it the first time we were like real when this became a real problem for us I was sitting there trying to open it I did we didn't know kind of the rules of this door and uh the key literally like just just it was so malleable it just twisted and tore <laughs> in the in the door so I had to like, use uh pliers to pull the key out um so that's a problem. Um, one of the uh, the windows is a bit cracked, and so the seals also busted on the on that window. So that window has to be replaced. Probably the biggest issue is that there's settling of the sidewalk and the front door, at, like outside of the front door, so it's a trip hazard. So that's the one thing. That's another thing we want to have fixed. Um, so we we okay. basically have mentioned all these things to the um, to the owner, and the idea is okay. Well. You know they can counter they can they can tell us you know yeah we will fix everything we'll fix these things or you know here's a cash offer basically like here's um here you know we'll knock this off your down payment type of deal and you could you could figure it out yourself and that's basically what they've done so we have to decide if the number that they've offered is suitable to to um basically complete all those repairs and if the if it's worth our time or if we want to counter and say hey how about this number instead so um that's kind of where we're at now in terms of closing and that and moving in though. So the close date is, is uh, August 12th. So we're still a week, uh, a month and two weeks out from that date. And <clears throat> in terms of moving there, we, you know, like the, like I said, the house is, the house is pretty great. Like overall we're pretty satisfied and pretty much ready to move in day one, except one thing. Um, there's some carpet that we want to have replaced with, um, with, uh, either like, uh, a hardwood or laminate or something like that, that matches the rest of the house. Like the family room has carpet, but the rest of the first floor, um, except for that one office space is, um, hardwood. And so we want to basically replace those carpets with, um, with some type of wood replacement or hardwood looking replacement to make it match the rest of the house. And then we also want to replace the carpet on the upstairs. So this, the the, the, all the bedrooms as well as the stairs leading upstairs. And, um, in order to do that, we have to find the proper flooring to replace the carpet with. And we also want to get uh, the house painted. We also wanna have the house painted. And so <clears throat> in order to do these things, we need measurements. So we have to have contractors to be able to come into the house and take measurements. And obviously this house isn't ours, but it would be best to do the flooring and, and walls before our stuff arrives that way. You know, painters and and people doing the floor don't have to operate around our furniture. So, our hope and our idea is that we could potentially get some people in to take measurements so that they can give us a quote on these projects before we close, and then we can buy materials and schedule the contractors to come in during our first week or two that we live there, prior to the uh, the arrival of our of our stuff from home. Um, now, we're not positive how well this timing would work out, but we've been told that contractors, um, they get really busy in the summertime. And so trying to schedule people, um, you know, don't basically don't try to schedule painters or floors to come in a week in advance because they're going to be booked up for like a good month. So we're basically trying to see how, um, if we can get in contact with the owners so that we can have some contractors come in in the next week or two to take those measurements, give us quotes so that we can get people scheduled to come in that first week that we move in. So that's kind of where we're at right now. Um, so of course that's, that's all predicated on, on us, you know, approving the, um, the, the, the counter of the, or really the offer of that cash offer for those repairs that we had mentioned and then otherwise, you know, oh, oh, I forgot one thing. There's the, also the appraisal. So the appraisal is basically a, uh, a an independent dude who's hired by the bank, who's um, given us the mortgage and they're aware, the appraisal is, the appraiser is aware of the list price and the price that we've offered. And they're basically, their job is to basically assess the, how much they believe this house is worth. Um, they do things like look at the house itself as well as um, compare the house to homes in the neighborhood as well as homes in the, like like this specific model that have sold recently and determine if, if um, we're getting ripped off or not. Right. So as long as that number comes back, you know, if not where we listed or sorry, not what we listed, but what we've offered or really close to what we offered, then we're pretty much good to go. Um, so. Yeah, the whole thing has been. A process. Oh, you were going to ask a question, though, so go ahead.
1: Do you think that, well, first of all, congratulations. I know there's a big, big step to, to get to this point, and yeah. know it hasn't been easy. So I definitely want to take a moment to congratulate Thank you and you Lena and even Gordon yeah. on, on, on it. Appreciate it. Um, the, do you think that you were able and felt comfortable to put an offer down, even though you hadn't seen it in person, because it was the same house as another house you had already seen in person? Yeah,
0: I think so. And I think I mentioned this a little bit before too. Our, our realtor, she got a really good, like she, she's good. She, she, she spent, you know, we, we saw a bunch of houses on our first day and by the second day, not even really by the second day, I mean, mid first day, she had a really good idea of, of what we liked and what we didn't like. So she was first of all, picking out, like identifying things that were problems with the homes. Before us or just making us aware of things so that we can know, you know what? This is probably a big fat no because of that issue alone. But then she was also quickly picking up on things that were that were very specific to us, like details and things that she knew that we didn't like and why a house would be kind of out for us. So when she visited this home, we had a good be a good bit of trust in her ability to recognize that this house is actually something that we did like or that we would like and so and additionally like you know we did it all over FaceTime so we did have the ability to view things ourselves um and so yeah yeah I, I I should say it definitely helped a lot that we knew <laughs> that we knew this was the uh, a model home that had great space that looked good and the layout was really nice that we were aware of it that we we knew that we liked it already um and as long as we were able to determine that the house was maintained well from the video as well as from our you know real realtor's perspective then we felt really we felt fairly comfortable doing that but with that said we were not comfortable staying with the offer if you know when we came in and looked at it ourselves like if it if it didn't look as good as we th- had hoped or as we thought we were able like i mentioned before we would have been able to back out of the deal without without um losing anything we still could technically back out while the uh, while we haven't agreed upon our contract yet. I don't think we would lose anything yet beyond what we've paid beyond what we've paid for in terms of like the inspection and like radon tests and other little things like that. But the, uh, the seller wouldn't get anything from us.
1: Radon test? You got to pay for that. Like, is that outside of the inspection or is that part of the inspection, (laughs) but it's just a cost. Yeah. It's a,
0: it's It's a separate, it's an independent thing. So, um, yeah, this is something we never knew of. Um, our realtor. Yeah,
1: tell me all the like. Walk me through all the things that dude, like. There's, there's, in addition there's a good to, amount like, of stuff, appraisal, <laughs> Yeah, appraisal inspection. Let us know like what happens with the appraisal. What happens with the inspection? All the other things that you guys are finding out. Yeah.
0: Um. So we um. So in terms of the the radon testing, right? When we first, when we, when we, I can't remember if we saw a place ourselves. Or if it was during one of the virtual tours, I believe it was during one of the virtual tours, our realtor made us aware of a um, uh, a radon like uh, what radon reduction system that they installed to some homes. Basically, if at some point um, radon a radon testing is done and it's found that radon levels are above a certain threshold, they can install radon reduction systems. And radon is basically naturally found in um in the ground. It's radioactive, and there's not really much you can do about it except for try to reduce the amount of radon that comes in from the from the ground into your home. And so they install these radon reduction okay. systems, which involve some type of seals around your sump pump and other things. Um, and then there's like a radon monitoring system that you can actually see in your house that will indicate to you if radon levels become too high, if they become, you know, at a level that's hazardous to, to – or not just hazardous because, I mean, any, any levels of, of radon above zero is technically – Um, hazardous to human health but any level above i think it's like four whatever the the uh the unit of measurement is they 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 would basically call that a cause of concern radon is the second leading cause of lung cancer uh i don't know if it's just in america or worldwide but nevertheless radon is (laughs) the second leading cause of lung cancer just behind smoking so um you don't really want to have radon coming into your home. So when we found out about radon, it was definitely a bit concerning. Like it's something that I had heard of that, oh, they do radon testing, but it's never something that I thought would be of concern for us. And so what we had found when we first, view, or when our realtor viewed this home was that it had a radon reduction system installed already, indicating that radon levels we had previously been above levels that were normal or okay, uh, not, not normal, but levels that were okay Uh, And so they had to install this reduction system and uh, went so that we could do a radon test. You don't have to, I don't think, but you, but we had a radon test done and the levels were, I think, just slightly above the national average. Um, But like radon, it it varies, like radon levels vary um uh, completely dependent on your like zip code or really your state where you live so i think radon levels can be a bit higher in the midwest than they are on like the east coast um but i also think it depends kind of on your latitude too um i i can't remember exactly what it looked like i looked at the map a few or about a week or so ago but um yeah it's uh, like it's not you know it's not the greatest thought in the world like oh I'm moving into a home and radon levels are this high and like, oh, it could cause cancer, right? Like you don't you don't want to think like that, but it's definitely something that you want to be – But like a lot
1: of cancer or like a little bit? <laughs> I don't know. No, kidding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um So right. yeah, that's like one of the things. That's, it's really one of the bigger things actually. So they basically have an independent contractor come in. He sets up – he set up uh, two radon – detectors he set one up in the basement and he set one up in the uh the the room just above the crawl space in the basement and apparently radon levels are gonna be are gonna be the highest in like crawl spaces uh, i can't remember, remember exactly what the reasoning is but i guess it depends a bit on the seal of the room and such and so he basically set one up in uh okay. in these two different rooms and um he was able to determine how much radon was coming to these different rooms over the course of an hour for i think about was it 48 hours or 72 hours i can't remember how long it was and then they did they give you basically the average radon levels that were that were detected in those two rooms over the course of that period of time you can also look at the radon levels that were detected in each of those hours too and so you can see kind of how it fluctuates and i don't really know what causes some of the fluctuations but there are apparently some things like opening doors or leaving doors open for too long like your front door and stuff like that can cause can cause um, fluctuations in, in the, the, the measurement so like he he had to put all these signs around the house to remind people like oh don't open the windows or the temperature has should be set to this temp you know should be set it with uh, the air conditioning should be set in, within these, this range of temperatures um, you know mm-hmm. don't open the front door for more than like this this many seconds <laughs> type of deal so all those things could could affect the uh, the score or the – not the score but the, the measurement and that's kind of the idea for why they do it for as long as they do to hopefully get a uh, – you know, hopefully outliers like that will become balanced out and give you a better assessment the best assessment of what an average radon or what average radon levels look like in a house. Okay. Yeah.
1: I, I don't know if I caught this earlier but uh... – did your realtor tell you you had to do that? And was that like a location-specific thing that like houses – I think you said that houses in the yeah. Midwest have to, have to do this. But you know, like maybe other places don't I have I don't to
0: know do if you have to have radon testing done. It was something that we opted to do for sure. I know that. Um, so I don't think you have to have it done, especially if a radon reduction system already, already exists in a house. And uh, you know you could determine the levels like if it's at a it's really just a binary thing like is it above this level or not and the the indicator the, the the indication the meter suggested that it was below the threshold but you know whether that thing is operating p- correctly or not you know it's, you know your guess is as good as mine so we we chose to if, pay for you, for the for the the test gotcha
1: do you know if your family home that you grew up in has this no
0: it does not. Not as far, not you as asked, far as like, I can know. You that? Not as far as I know.
1: Okay. okay. Uh, outside of the radon test, what else did you uh, went along with uh, getting to this point?
0: So the inspection was the big thing. The inspection was what was going to determine if the house had any major issues that were going to cause any problems, like for oh. us to to close, you know, give us any any pause for concern, right? So like if during the inspection it was found that like the house was sagging right there there was a house there, right, there was right. a house that we looked at i can't remember for if i mentioned this before but there was a house that we looked at that we had high hopes for from when we were looking at like we were doing our virtual visits of homes um you know with realtor.com and zillow and whatever else and there was a home that we really liked a lot or that we thought we would like a lot and when we visited it i think i did mention how like it just wasn't like the it just didn't seem like the owners cared like it, it seemed like they just like got up from eating breakfast and just left like there was stuff yes. out on the counters there were crumbs around the place. Yeah. It just wasn't it wasn't presented very well. We didn't even look at the whole house because the the real issue was that the house was a bit sloped <laughs> like we were in the we oh, were in the geez. we were in the kitchen and our realtor noticed that that she was slight like when she was standing like when where I was standing, where she was standing, I was at a slightly higher elevation than where she was standing, and we were in the same room. Right. In the basement, it was far more pronounced. When you stood near the the uh, when you stood near the um, the they were, so it's like a walkout basement. So when you were standing near the exit to the outside, you could f- literally feel that you were standing on a slope.
1: That's unreal. Yeah.
0: So if you were to make an offer on such a home at list price and you would have in, an, an inspector would come in and would recognize that and an inspector would have a far clearer idea as to how that needs to be remedied if it could possibly be remedied and what are your potential um what are the potential issues that could arise from such a thing and so the the, the inspector would let you know these things and so for our case it was like okay the inspector was able to identify that the windows were working great um there was there were two windows that had busted seals so there was a little bit of condensation that had built up in the windows one of which i had mentioned previously there was that that crack in the glass which needs to be replaced or repaired um mm-hmm. and then he had done like an analysis of the deck and found that um there was like some light rotting underneath the, the floorboards of the deck but nothing that was like significantly you know significant causes for concern um but like things like that. Like it, he he does a lot of safety checks. He'd found that there was one outlet outside that wasn't working. So basically that, that needed to be replaced. Um, okay. he would also like check lights. So like you know, you turn on the lights so when it goes downstairs and say some of the light bulbs aren't coming on. It's like, okay, are those bulbs dead or is something wrong with the fixture? And so that would be another thing. Like, hey, can you just put some can you just screw some light bulbs in there and just confirm that those actually work? Because it could right. be as simple if the fix could be as simple as buying some light bulbs or the fix could be as complicated as having to hire an electrician to come replace that unit or replace you know do some is something wrong with the right. wiring or whatever it is so those are like those are the different things that the inspector would come in and, and identify they um it's like they they mentioned they, they kind of highlight that it's an opinion based inspection so um i don't really know like what that what that means exactly but i i think the idea is that like you know where we didn't we this we tried to be as thorough as we could be but we very well could have missed something um and i also think it means that you could get a second opinion like if if say i think that if i say the house is sagging and i think it's going to be you know i think the house is gonna you know like let's say you're on a hill and you're like i think this house is going to fall down the hill Mm -hmm. in about five years You might have another person come in, look at it, and say, Hey, you know what? No, it looks like it's, it's, the house is pretty, you know, it's on solid ground. This is not going anywhere. So I guess that's like another, another aspect of it. Now, given this case, like there was hardly any like opinions. (laughs) In my, in my opinion, I hardly feel like there are very many opinion based commentaries or whatever that were given in our inspection. You know, things were pretty, you know, pretty clear cut, right? Is that outlet working? Yes or no, right? Is, uh, is, um, is that is that window pane busted, yes or no, type of deal? So the whole process took about two hours and he was able to like talk us he talked about a lot of stuff. He he gave us a super detailed report with like all these pictures and stuff. Um but it's just like another it's just it's just a way of making you informed on certain details of the house that might give sure. you pause for concern to help you to make a more informed decision on this purchase that you're making. Um, it's it's only like two hundred bucks. How did so, you
1: find the person? All recommendations. How did you find the person?
0: To do every single one of them was a recommendation. So buy. so this was a recommendation from our realtor. The I okay. want to say the radon testing was also a recommendation from the realtor. There are certain things like the the appraisal is hired by the mortgage company, so that that person you know the neither we nor the Seller have any say in terms of the, the appraiser? However, we could hire our right. own appraiser. Um, additionally, the 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 mortgage our mortgage does state that there or our contract does state that the mortgage or the lender could opt to not do an appraisal. They they are doing an appraisal, but they could opt to not do one. So if the if they chose to not do one, you could hire your own. Um, of course, like you're paying for all these things yourself anyway. It's not like they're it's not like this person's free but there are like various sure, fees sure, and different things like the whole breakdown is pretty complicated <laughs> um like the whole thing is very expensive right on top of your on top of your closing costs or sorry on top of your um, down payment which you know whatever percentage you choose to put as, as a down payment there are a number of other fees that are associated with with uh, buying a house so there's another thing they call it like a what is it a t- title insurance.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm going to try to see if I can find out what the exact explanation of, of title insurance is. So according to Investopedia, in title, title insurance is a form of indemnity, indemnity insurance that protects lenders and home buyers from financial loss sustained from defects in a title to a property. The most common type of title insurance is lender's title insurance, which the borrower purchases to protect the lender. The other type is owner's title insurance, which is often paid for by the seller to protect the buyer's equity in the property. It says, key takeaways, title insurance protects lenders and buyers from financial loss due to defects in a title. I guess it's more or less listening to the same thing that I just read. It's not completely clear to me, like right. based off of that, what that, exactly what that means. But here's another, another port. It says, a basic owners, uh, basic owners, basic title insurance policy, a lot of basic in that sentence, typically covers the following hazards, ownership by another party, uh, incorrect signatures on documents, as well as forgery and fraud. Flawed records, restricted covenants, Uh, such as unrecorded easements, and encumbrances, or judgments against property, such as outstanding lawsuits and liens. So it's like, if you're if you purchase uh, this house, you take out this massive loan to purchase this house, and maybe that seller didn't have like it's basically things things that shouldn't happen if everyone's doing their job properly, right? So
1: well, and and nobody's lying. Yeah,
0: and nobody's lying, right? Like, I'm sure this type of fraud does happen, right? But Oh, sure. But, um, but
1: yeah, you're right. It just seems like, but but everyone's protected.
0: Yeah. It's just like, it's just a little bit outrageous because it's not like, it's not like cheap either. Like I think the title insurance is something like a thousand dollars at least. I'm trying to see if I can quickly find out what the number is. It says that the average cost of It's expensive
1: in isolation.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yes it's expensive in isolation but like all these costs add up right like we, we make our down payment of whatever our, whatever that number is but like you're paying like another like ten thousand dollars and all these different fees and insurances and other things like it's not it's so like these are the things where if you're making a home purchase and you don't and you choose to not stay there very long these are costs that you just have to eat you just you're just eating because this' is not part of your investment like this you, you don't get this money back. You know, you sell the house and you only get back what you put into the house, and you don't get back any of this other stuff. Now there are certain fees sure. that, because you know, with the bank that we're doing it through, they're offering us certain incentives. Like if we open up an account with them, and certain fees get waived and whatever else that we get. But um, yeah, it's a. Uh, are you doing that? Yeah, we are because there's no reason not to, to not like I don't I don't have I don't have any reason to not open an account with them. The only thing is it's like one of their right. premium accounts, like their platinum account, which does have fees associated with it. However, those fees are also waived, but I need to figure out like how long these fees are waived and is there like right. any, is there any repercussion for me to say if I were to open this account, this account, um, like the the membership fee is, is uh, I think it's like, I think it's basically like 450 bucks a year. It's basically like getting a platinum uh, Amex or something like that, right? So I don't really know what yeah the, or
1: or a chaser yeah
0: exactly. So I don't really know what the benefits of this account are. I had like it's just, there's just so much stuff to do. That's the one thing that's really been annoying. Like we we got in con- or our lawyer got in contact with us. The the lawyer the attorney who was uh, recommended to us, and they were like, "Oh, your deadline to get your stuff over, you know, is is today this evening." Like, give us a call back. Like, we got contact. We came back from this trip on. What day did we come back? On Tuesday, I believe. I think we got back on Tuesday after, or Tuesday morning, and uh, l- like Tuesday afternoon, the lawyer started blowing up Lena's phone, and she was in a meeting, and uh, they leave a message, they send an email, and they're like, "We've been trying to contact you. Um, you you have to sign. You have we have to like approve the contract and sign it." by the, uh, you know the deadline is this evening it's like like what like yes yeah, it's, it's like do do today please review um it yeah was on tuesday this email comes through like you know at like 1 p.m or 2 p.m whatever time it was and it's like you guys are blowing us up like we didn't we didn't know about this we just got back <laughs> we just got back we, we, we were working Jesus. we're working and uh i don't know it's just like all these different deadlines and all these different things of course, having Gordon and then working like work is do do work is definitely taking a hit. But of course, all this is because of work. So, uh, yeah, I'm do lucky. You got to balance it all. Yeah, you're just trying to balance it all. I'm mean, lucky. My my boss is super like accommodating or understanding. Really, like I, I'm getting stuff done, but he's also super understanding. And, um, you know, he's been through this process. Other people have been through this process. It's not like, um. Atypical, especially in the times of COVID, where you know there are a lot of people who have been hired but didn't actually move yet, or moved while they were working. So it's not it's not like the strangest situation in the world, but dude, that definitely is annoying. (laughs) Especially yeah, especially in this market, it's in in the market and having to move and having to move on the certain on a certain deadline or by a certain deadline. It's like. You know, is the house that like Lena, Lena has still been looking at homes because she's like, well, one, if the deal happens to fall through, because technically the seller could choose to back out anytime between now and our closing date. And they have no repercussions. Additionally, though, um, is there something that's that pops up that like we like better? Right there. It's it's so uncertain it reminds me of the show that that dating show next, or what I imagine modern dating is like in this world with uh, apps like Tinder and hinge and everything else where there's always something else that might come up. Right. So it's like, do you settle now or do you look for something that might be better? That's also within your budget and just, uh, and let this one go by. Cause that's what we did. There was a house that, you know, was I mentioned was our number two house and we chose to not make an offer on it because we just didn't feel completely thrilled about it. And we, we, chose to wait and uh, you know could that have been a mistake like a, a mistake I guess a mistake I mean, it's you would never know right you would never know if you would have liked that house anymore but it's still like that that uh, the game of uncertainty because when you do make the offer on that house and it's accepted like this one is right now it's like well what if something else comes up that's even better next week
1: I mean you can play that game right yeah
0: you, you could it's just Are you going
1: to drive so crazy doing that? No,
0: I'm not. L- Lena has been looking and I just I'm like I don't see any point to do it right now. Like it, yeah, right. if if something crazy were to happen and they were to back out, then yeah, we got to start looking again. But keep in mind the stuff that's available today is not going to be available in 3 days or is unlikely to be available sure. in 3 days. So
1: Sure, but this house wasn't available when you guys started, right? Exactly.
0: Yeah, no, it was not. But for the people, the people who didn't get to get the who didn't get the who did not get this house, you know, if they started three four days after we after it became available, they never even saw it because it just didn't exist anymore because it was gone. Sure. So yeah, it's it, everything. But is to just me, going that's so that's quick.
1: Yeah that that to me seems more of like this treadmill like loop where yeah you might not see it again, but that doesn't mean there's not more properties that are coming at the same clip. Just because you guys didn't enter into the housing market at the very beginning and got to see everything, you entered when you entered, right? Yeah, right. And it's like if another couple, it's like you you entered onto the highway at this exit and you're driving, and then more couples will either have already been on the highway for a minute, or you're going to drive and you're going to see people emerging onto the highway. Yeah. Right? So. Yeah.
0: I guess I should say the reason the reason why it's a, an, a thing at all is because um, without that suite, that that the previous house that had the same model had um telena it's just not a forever home because it's just one too few bathrooms and putting in a new bathroom is not a cheap project like if we were to basically do what was done to the previous house which is take four and a half feet out of the uh the entire um width of the garage that project could be somewhere between like I was looking up to see like the average cost it could be as cheap as $10,000 it could be a, apparently as much as $50,000 so like doing you know some of these projects just are not worth it in terms of the investment now $10,000 you could like adding another bathroom adding a, having a, an ensuite bedroom could very well add $10,000 value to your home so that could be a net even cost it's really just going into your house itself rather than your bank account however if it's like fifty thousand dollars, you're not you're not getting you're not getting fifty thousand dollars value out of that. So you have to decide if that's something that you want to do. And if it's not, then is this, how long do you stay in this house? Because if you stay in this house, wait out the the this crazy market and try to then upgrade after say five years, then maybe homes that are on the market stay on the market for a little bit longer or they're better priced. Like they're priced in a manner that makes it a little bit more affordable to you. And also affordable in the sense that we could just eat the loss that I had mentioned previously in terms of these like ten thousand dollars of extra closing costs that we had to that we had to eat for for this house or that right. we will have to eat for this first house closing. So I don't know. There's just so many different things to think about, but At the end of the day, I'm like I'm super excited for this house. I I I really like it. I'm I'm like I'm I'm stoked to get all this extra space. Um, I'm like we're gonna be able to we'll be able to, I think comfortably, um, you know we'll be able to have a lot of guests who will be able to stay very comfortably in all the space that we have. And uh, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, like for my sake. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) 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 And like you know the the other upgrades that we get to get like things that we wanted for a long time that we never we just never got to do so like we we've, we've wanted a king size bed or at least I've wanted a king size bed for a minute i told lane when she was pregnant with gordon i wanted to get her an um like a sleep number or a Tempur-Pedic or something like that and one of the issues with getting a king size bed is one our room just wasn't like super big enough to really support an a, a larger bed like it could but it would just make the room that much more constri- like Tight. Um, but the other issue, if we didn't get a split king bed, I'm not sure we can actually get a full size king size, a full king size bed up the stairs of our home, because it has like this um this 180 degree turn as you go up the stairs, and so the uh, the ceiling's a bit low, and so getting my queen size bed up the up the stairs was actually quite the project. My my friend Mark and I moved it in ourselves and. It was a it was a bit of a project to get it up there, so I, I feel like doing a king size bed would have been a problem. Now, with the uh, this new home and the layout and just the size of the bedroom, king size bed, no problem. Like that that that's that's I can move that upstairs myself. Um, it's nice. Um, all of Gordon's toys will have a home. His room will be much bigger, but we'll also have additional space on that first floor for his toys. So Landis bought like a bunch of stuff right now. Like our basement is just packed with shit. Like it's, there's, there's very little room in this basement right now. And I can't stand it. Like there's this amount of stuff around here. Um, this stuff will get spread out a lot over the house, but I was just telling Lane today, I was like, our house, our, our new house is already full. <laughs> like there's, there's, there's really not that much more room for additional stuff. And like, you just can't keep, we can't just keep buying stuff at this point. Like we're set. We're good. The only thing we really need is like a, um, we need a proper dining room table. We need a um, a new kitchen table for um, you know a, what do they call it? Eden kitchens, whatever area. Yep, yep, yep. Um, not sure what just happened, but Trey Young's coming out the game. He's a, he's he's walking through the tunnels right now, and they are up eighty. Oh, they are up eighty five to eighty two with the whole quarter to play. He's hungry. He's, he's hungry, hungry. Dude. He's just, he's staying just staying starving like Marvin. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Sorry. So yeah.
1: His food just got delivered and he has to go and get it. You know, it's
0: like <laughs> He's got a sign for his, it. Uh, He's got a sign. His, his DoorDash just showed up. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: um I had a question for you. Yeah. Uh, based on what you had said about the status of the home being a forever home or not, based on the in-law suite. Do you foresee this home as a forever home? And when you well, all right, let's start there. First question. I got a couple of questions for you that are all related so yeah that's the first question
0: do you see this home as a forever home i see it as a um i see it as a what, what what would you call a home that's like not a starter home but not a forever home it's like a transition home like that middle home that's where i see um, it i see okay. it, i see it as a home i see it as a home where we could live for a long period of time and be happy enough we could be very content it's a like the to me the biggest issue is the layout and the here's the reason why so the home has um what does it have It it has three and a half bathrooms right so it's got full full bathroom in the master suite full bathroom on the on the uh the second floor with like the other with all the other bedrooms it's got a half bathroom on the first floor but then strangely it has a full bathroom in the basement and the basement has no living space like it has no like bedroom so i think it's strange that there's a full bathroom in the basement when there's no bedroom capability really in the basement outside of like you know putting a bed there like and that, that's something that we'll probably do but it's not going to be like a room or a closet down there so that's really the issue it's just like the location where they chose to put a bathroom that bothers me um so and like yeah it but yeah that, that that's my answer really I, I see okay. I see it as more of like a transition home. Um, it's a home that has a lot of what we want or a lot of what we need, and it's it's um, you know fairly comfortably within our budget.
1: Gotcha. So you get to maintain or improve your sort of lifestyle. Yes, while being significantly in a
0: new home. and compromising on some things, but very few.
1: Yeah, I mean. Good. What is life without compromise? Right. Yeah. Right. As long as you're compromising on the things that you're willing to compromise. Excuse
0: me. On. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I. I think no matter what, what our budget would be, I just don't think there would be. There will ever like you know. You we could be millionaires. Um. You know. We could be making tons of. Uh, maybe not Jeff Bezos, but we could. be, You know. We could be. We could be very. I was about to say, like, if you're Jeff Bezos, yeah, there is no. You can, you can no, get whatever you want, right? If if you're Putin, if you're buying you get, countries at that if you, point. If you're Putin, you're getting whatever you want, but. Beyond that.
1: Hey, hey, hey. I'm, I'm trying to get sponsored. I'm trying to get killed. I'm
0: sorry. So. Sorry. You're right. Um, but yeah. Hey, like, who wants
1: to sponsor us? I'm willing to again.
0: That's on you, bud. Think about that. <laughs> that's on Think you about bud. that. You
1: um, want a bigger home? You're going to read this.
0: You, you want to go to jail? You want to go home. You want to go to jail? You want to <laughs> yeah. go to a bigger home. Um,
1: uh, well, they, they don't call it the big house for nothing. <laughs> Ooh, that was good. I appreciated that. Hang
0: on uh, um But uh. What was this? <laughs> what were we saying? <laughs> losing my damn train of thought. Um,
1: you were comp- you said that you were compromises, but very – yes, I,
0: I I feel like no matter how much money we were trying to spend on a house, there is going to be some level of compromise. Um, I just uh, it's your first and, home. Yeah, it's your first this, home. This is the first one. I and I su- I certainly feel like the compromises that we're making now are greater than if say our budget was five million dollars, but. Um, I don't feel I also don't feel like we're making it you know tons of copper like if we were like a, a big compromise would be like if we're if we're going to be living in a uh, condo right like if we're living right. in a two bedroom condo and we're trying to do all the stuff that you know support all the stuff that we have now or you know have Gordon and Landis mom stay with us at the same time that would be a significant sure. compromise right but but at this right. state, Thankfully, at this state, you didn't have to. no, definitely not. At this state, like, do the fact that we have a get like a like a proper guest room, like just a room that is pretty much only going to be functioning as a guest room. Yeah, all the like just all the time, whether there's someone there or not. That that that's a big deal to me. Like that's that's just space that's there all the time, prepared for people to, for whenever, right? Um, and then there's additional space that could support people too. Like there, like I said, there is that full bathroom in the basement. Now we probably wouldn't normally put guests down there, but depending on what time of year it is, like, you know, if it's Thanksgiving or Christmas time, we're having a lot of people over, then, you know, people can stay down there and it's got its own bathroom. So you, it's not like you need to, it's not like a significant compromise for those people who are staying there. So long as there's like a futon or a bed or whatever there is down there to support their sleeping. So um, yeah, overall, I'm super, super excited for it. Super happy with it. It's only like 15 minutes from the office. I haven't lived that close to work um, in a, I guess I, yeah, when I was, when I was at a a grad student, when I was, after we were married, I was about that distance from, from the office. So, um, but yeah, it's, it, it, it'll be, it'll be really nice with how close I am to the office. And I think I mentioned this to you that there's actually a potential for us working from home for a bit. Um, so like, you know, um, shared space. So like shared office space so that you could have like partial work from home days. So like you know set up right. into your into your um into your schedule so it's um like yeah i'm not sure how i feel about it overall but um yeah overall have you
1: ever worked in a situation
0: like that before? no no never um i've always had my own desk it would be weird for me i think having the i like, think the idea of having to like clear up my desk every single day and make sure that's spotless like if i like I, I'd feel like every day I come into the office, the first thing I'd want to do is bust out. Especially given, like you know, our previous year and a half of COVID, I'd want to sure. bust out some uh, <laughs> some wipes to clean off my desk and everything. Sure.
1: Um, I had to do that at Amex. Really? Um, yeah, for a long time because uh, Amex has a really large consulting population, and they have they're like a Fortune one hundred. So right. there's just so many people working. Yeah. And the tower, which is considered the uh, the headquarters, most of the places. If you if you didn't have an office, you essentially had like because they were they were moving and renovating from like static uh, cubicles to right. open floor plans, so that there was just more mm. opportunity for you to like decide where you wanted to work. And imagine just like it's essentially just knocking out all the walls of the cubicles and you're sort of like, you know, maybe a foot away from uh, from other people or what have you. But you had to go in to the intranet and book a table every day. You can book it for like a week. I think a week is the max in terms of like deciding which uh, locations you wanted to work at for the next five days. Uh, But like you said, at the end of the day there's like, you know, you, you get a monitor, you get like one of those laptop like stands that you like plug your laptop into. Right. A keyboard and all that stuff. But there's no opportunity for you to like put stuff down. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're not going to keep all your papers out. You're not going to put your family photo there or what have you. It's good. And it's not good. I think it was good for me because it's like, all right, just clean, clean your stuff. And you get lockers. Yeah. You put your laptop away in your locker, you put your papers away in your locker you just go home. Um, so it's good in some senses. I also just like a dedicated workspace. Yes. Um, so I understand that. Uh, and you're right about COVID being a, uh, somewhat of a different factor because, you know, you certainly trust a cleaning crew, but also we're, we're all so extra, or most of us are extra, I guess, or about <laughs> it nowadays, where you might want to wipe something down. So right. we'll see. We'll see. It's, it, I will say it's nice that you get the choice to work from home. A couple of days a week, I think you may appreciate that on days where it's really cold or really hot, or whatever so everyone
0: keeps saying, yeah,
1: j- or just you need something, you know, like yeah, yeah. I mean, you're moving to a colder part of the country, anyways, and so I'm sure there's going to be days where you're like, you know, it's going to be nice not having to leave the home today. Um, but if you wanted to, you could. I think just having the choice as opposed to saying you have to work from home or you have to go into the office, yeah, because you can still decide to go in if you wanted to, yeah. Um, it sounds like if with your company you might be able. To, I know others are. Are not everyone's getting a chance. Uh, I'll say so. It, we're also trying to figure it out.
0: Yeah, definitely. Cool. Well, first of all,
1: well not first of all, but I just wanted to echo the sentiment before. Of it's not easy, you know. Obviously, buying a home in this market, and you guys surely were one of you know countless couples yeah, that many, many had people. to had to remote put in an offer and then walk through. Uh, you certainly aren't the first person I've spoken to who, who's had to do that. So, congratulations again to to you and Landon and Gordon for for buying your first home. That is that is a significant life milestone. that yeah, I, just yeah it is. Step back, just stop and stop and like appreciate that for a second. As you know, I mean, I know you're you're about to close and all that. That this all hasn't happened, but you're like you can tell that it's like the plans are in motion and things are happening and. And that that is that is a significant thing, and I've known you for a minute, and it's funny where life takes you, you know, from from high school and just trying to figure out who we are as people, and then you get to college, and then you know, you and I were talking about this off the pla- off the podcast, but you know, you and I first started talking to each other over video games in college, yeah, and then we would just like you know, you know spend the midnight hours playing video games, just goofing around for years, and then, you know, you find out that you're you're seeing someone seriously, and then, yep. you know, this podcast has been able to really capture a lot of these, like, significant life moments, and you know, we, uh, I remember us joking that we're going to listen to all this one day, and I mean, we're, we easily must have over 500 hours of content here, but just, like, while you're doing it, and I'm only really saying this because I don't do it enough, but just enjoy it. I'm very, I'm very proud as a friend and very happy for you as a friend uh, to, that, that you guys are able to have, uh, have gotten this far uh, and, uh, and only good things, hopefully, and sending you guys good thoughts. But congratulations, dude. Buying a house nowadays in another part of the country, getting a new job, supporting your family, that's, that is not an insignificant amount of responsibility. Right. And boy, are you guys doing it in space? So it's uh, it's not easy. I don't want to like
0: minimize
1: all the stuff that you guys had to go through and are still going through to like just like get this stuff done. But as a invested observer, I will say that I'm obviously rooting for you guys. But just very excited that the progress has been made so far. I just so I just wanted to call that out.
0: Yeah, appreciate it, man.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, let's get out of here.
0: All right. All right. Sounds good. I'm Reza.
1: Uh, Sandy, thanks so much for listening. See you guys next week.